This is the Epilogue Audio Experience. Hi, I'm Bhavna Samaya on my podcast show Meri Kahani, season 3 called Game Changers. I am just thinking how do I introduce my guest today because um, he has been a CEO from the time I have known him, uh, which is more than uh, 19-20 years ago. He has been CEO of Star Channel. While he was there, he has launched many subsidiary channels uh, like Star Gold, Star Utsav, Fox. He is the man who conceived the long-running, very successful Saspi Kabhi Bahuthi and kind of serials. He is also the man who zeroed in on Mr. Bachchan and said that if we do Kaun Banega Kroorpati in India, it has to be only Amitabh Bachchan and nobody else. He's launched other channels like NDTV Imagine. He has uh, nurtured and blossomed private production houses like Balaji and he is once again the CEO of Applause and just for such a long innings I think he needs an applause. <laughs> Thank you so much. So uh, Samir uh, you are from Kerala? Well I am from Kerala. My father is Keralaite. Okay. Uh, my mother is Andhra. Okay. Um she was of course born and brought up in Rajasthan. Mm-hmm. Um they met in Bombay. Okay. I have been born and brought up in Bombay. Huh. And uh, for all practical purposes for us hometown was Ajmer. Okay. Because that's where my mother was. My mm-hmm. mother's family has as uh, a family their educationists. Uh my grandfather, grandmother, number of uncles and aunts have all taught in Mayo College and Doon School. Wow. So for us that became the sort of home mm-hmm. and uh, we never really went to Kerala. Okay. In that sense, so while we had a lot of relatives from Kerala living with us and passing through, so I mean to that extent, I know Hindi and English. Not I, Malayalam. Not Malayalam. Not Telugu. My God. Um, later, my parents moved to Chennai for a few years. My father used to be in NFDC. Okay. Before that, he was in films division. Oh. Um, so when he moved to Chennai with NFDC, I went to Chennai. So I stayed there on and off for about eight nine years. Um so I've learned you know a degree of Tamil. Okay. So that's sort of the So plan. which means you come from a very academic background. Well I come from a background that reads a lot. Mm-hmm. My mother was academic and my father is a voracious reader. Mm. Uh but I wouldn't say academic in the sense that yes I have family that that So I, what was father doing? You said NFTC and Uh he was actually originally in films division he was part of general management. Okay. And so for years he was that, but he was also an extremely uh, interested theatre person. Um, so he used to, you know, take part in a lot of the theatre activities in the Malayali circuit in Bombay, um, and act in a lot of plays and that kind of thing. And he was, of course, you know, a real film lover, uh, a reader, that kind of thing. So who was a greater influence on you in your growing up years? Well, Were you watching a lot of movies? it's sort of um, it's interesting because obviously i get my reading habit i am a voracious reader i get my reading habit from my father obviously because my mother is not at all a a big reader of books okay um but from and film of course you know as in we've all grown up watching films but where my love for entertainment comes i think would be more from my mother uh, my mother and me used to go and watch i recall having seen every possible hindi movie uh, that would have released between say 1972 to about 82 till she left and she went to chennai 
um when we used to go together just her and me we used to just go and see every possible movie that released uh, that's not something my father did and then he was more into you know art house cinema and intelligent cinema so he was never one to you know sort of applaud uh, mainstream cinema but then on the other hand he used to be in nfdc while he was in nfdc nfdc made jaane bhi to yaar ho a gandhi got produced at that time um so i've had the sort of advantage of you know so yeah it's uh, so you have siblings or you're the only child i have an elder sister okay and she was never there when you were watching movies she was there i mean she she's about two and a half years older than me hmm. uh, which you know that becomes almost like a generational difference when you're young because you know you're the elder sister i'm the no baby ge- nerdy geeky silly younger brother you don't want to hang out with yeah um so yeah i mean in that sense i'm sure we would have gone everywhere together yeah and seen a lot of stuff together yeah but um like i have sort of you know i have very distinct and very individual memories hmm. of living in bandra Mm-hmm. um of going to new talkies at the time which is now yes. become globus yes. um so i mean i have seen every movie there every sunday morning mm-hmm. um all the cartoon movies that used to release the tom and jerry cartoons the lol and hardy movies um or anything anything new talkies the manager in new talkies used to be a person called tony fernandes and he was my father's friend um so we used to all just land up there and you know get tickets and get in there so so when you were watching these movies every sunday when you were going with your mother were you coming back and discussing or was it all just germinating in your head and imagination did you at that time think have any fantasies what you were going to do when you went older when i was young um i think i mean obviously we never discussed anything because it's just going and seeing them and coming yeah. back i i am obviously as impressionable as every young person like yeah. me so that i don't think there's something so unique in that mm. um so yes i mean every movie i saw i became a mr bachchan fan very early on mm. um i think with zanjeer and therefore from there on yeah. um so like i have done all the mad things you know after seeing don i for that diwali i bought myself a cut denim jacket um which i proceeded to wear for the next 2 weeks mm. um whenever i was running i used to imagine i was running like him running while chasing the train yeah. you know that kind of thing um so yeah obviously i'm sure there must have been a huge degree of influence in that but growing up i used to be very short and i used to have glasses uh, so in that sense it was more like of a dilton doily kind of image mm. and to that extent all through my school years and early college i was planning to you know uh, essentially become a physicist uh, go to iit and hopefully end up in nasa so wow. as a plan i huh. mean that was the plan and you were a bright student i was a bright Always. student yeah i was a bright student what happened then after schooling well actually um i and there was no uh, kind of um, um force or any kind of uh, debate issued in the house where they said now what you're going to do samir when you grow up or was that happening when you went to college well actually up to class 10 and then till class 12 yeah um i was clear that i was going to go to NASA. iit and then nasa so i don't think there was too much debate about that huh. um i think what happened was that after class 12 um i obviously didn't because i think i i was i was getting distracted i was growing up but uh, it didn't sort of you know come out in that manner mm. so i continued to i gave the iit entrance exam wow. i didn't pass obviously okay. but um after that got over and uh, i joined javiers okay. since i couldn't go to iit i joined javiers to do bsc and okay. to apply again okay um at that time what happened was that i mean when first year bsc when i joined javiers i was still about 5 foot 2 
or something like that. Um, and then my parents moved to Chennai. I went to the hostel. Mm. And in that six months, I sort of shot up. You know, I grew up in a sense. I went from like five foot two to six feet mm. in those six months. Strange, huh? Well, yeah, so I come from a tall family in that yeah. sense. So I was, it was always an oddity that I was so short. Yes. So my both my mother and my father were always concerned because yeah. my mother's family is all six foot two plus okay. family. And my dad himself was like 5'10", five, 5'11". Five, hmm. So I was like, you know, the do-off in the story. But um, the once that happened, hmm. I think it also had, along with the physical change, it was a psychological change. Yes. My perspective in life went from looking up to looking down, you know, mm. in a sense. Nice. You know, I sort of grew up. Nice. And um, were you aware of it at that time? Because today, well, when you look back and analyze, it's very interesting. I but, suppose uh, what happened was that I definitely, you know, I suppose I, I became taller. Mm. Then I, you know. More confident. I, more confident. I, you know, I had a different worldview on with girls after that. Yes. You know, and I the was, girls had a different perspective. I was on ready it. to, you know, f- yeah. promptly Romance, fall in flirt, love. Yeah. All of that. Yes. All of those things. So I guess all the pent up, all the movies that I'd seen, all the stuff that I'd done, all the heroics that the heroes had done, which I could never do. Huh. Um, ever, obviously. Because... Uh, <laughs> That's not the uh, thing to do. Uh, so it became a hugely messed up kind of thing. Mm. And um, I, of course, no longer wanted to go to NASA or do science. Uh, I could not tell my parents that. So yeah. I proceeded to continue with the BSc. Okay. Um, and um, But I used to not attend college. Instead, I got a girlfriend. Um, I started playing table tennis. I became an exceptionally good table tennis player. Mm. I still am. Mm. And I, again, continued you know, watching every possible movie that released. Uh. Still with no intent that this is a, at all a career. Yes. My sister got married. Okay. So my brother-in-law was in advertising. Okay. So he was in the, he used to be a paying guest in our house in Bandra. Where we first met him and my sister met him. So I was always sort of, you know, from a creative field drawn to advertising. Mm -hmm. So I reasoned that if I don't do the astrophysicist, then I must become an advertising person. And, uh, you know, like from whatever you know, the sense is that it can be servicing. You can write. We can all write copy. We can do do smart writing. Mm. It was also that period, the early 80s, Mm. where advertising was the cool thing. You know, it was the real... Cool thing. It was the thing to be in. Because not film, because film was, you could be art house or... Well, not down, but it was was very distinctive. We didn't know. Advertising was something that we were sort of aware of. Yes. And uh, TV tone was non-existent. And there was only Doordarshan yes. in that sense. So that was the hope. I thought, you know, advertising is something I could get into. Yeah. So you joined as an intern somewhere? No, actually what happened is that uh, the BSc never worked out because hmm. I was in love and I was playing table tennis. So... <laughs> Uh, So that didn't go anywhere. And then finally, Xavier's told me that they were willing to shift me to arts. But if I was willing to lose a year. Mm. Um, But then I was like, in any case, my parents were also like, you come to Chennai, you know, Mm. enough of all this hostel life. Mm. So I went to Chennai. Mm. And um, then because my mother is an educationist Mm. and, you know, she could not, you know, even begin to imagine the thought of me not being educated per Mm. se. Mm. So she said, so after much discussion, we agreed that I will do hotel management. Okay. So I did my hotel management. I did my hotel management in Chennai. Um, in the Institute of Hotel Management. That's the sister. There used to be only four of these originally. Okay. So one in Bombay and the other, Kedel Road. One in Chennai, one in Calcutta and one in Delhi. Okay. Now there are some 30, 40 of them. Mm. So there's an entrance exam and all Mm. that. So I did that. It was relatively simple and easy. Mm. And so I did hotel management Mm. uh, for three years in Chennai. Mm. And um, after I finished my hotel management, then I came to Bombay to get a hotel job. 
but i didn't take up a hotel job <laughs> and uh, after a little bit of you know excitement of doing things on my own and all of that i joined the yellow page you joined the yellow pages in bombay and that time you were alone in bombay your parents were in chennai my parents were in chennai we had a house here okay. but my sister was here okay so i was staying with her and then i was a pj i was a young working man by yeah. then yeah you know? and what did you do in the yellow pages well actually um Today nobody looks at the yellow pages. Well, actually, everything that you see today is what the yellow pages was. Yeah. So in a sense, it's a Google. Yellow, it's Google. It's an app. The yellow pages was a big directory, which yeah. is essentially an app. Yeah. Um, and what we were doing was, you know, what you call just dial. Yeah. That was the pre yellow pages was a predecessor to that. Yeah. In fact, just dial came out of the yellow pages. Yes. So yellow pages was a sales job. You have yeah. to go from door to door, uh, mm. selling, trying to get people to list themselves into the yellow pages. This was in which year? Eighty-seven. Okay. So it was good fun. I mean, you know, I think um, in a in a funny way, everything that I have learned since, mm. um, I got a big grounding in business mm. and in selling. Mm. Um, there, my first job was sales. Mm. It was not creative. Hmm. Um so I did that I did that for 2 years. At that that time you didn't know that you wanted to get into creative did you? No I was actually I wanted to get into advertising. Yeah. Um but when I tried to do that the first time around um I was not qualified. Hmm. And when I tried to do that the second time around I was told that I had the wrong qualification because now I had done hotel management. Okay. So so it was like one of those things you know hmm. I was not I was not getting the breakthrough hmm. per se. Hmm. So I joined my cousin sister was in yellow pages at mm. the time so mm. she called me and told me that you know why don't you land up mm. I could have joined Eureka Forbes as well because mm. I got a, I got two jobs mm. so I got one job in Eureka Forbes and one job in yellow pages so I took yellow pages because I thought it was closer to media mm. in that sense And who trains you for the sales and all They have a they have, have a training a they have a training How much of it is also your own personality how to get it I think a lot of it is your own personality mm. in fact in the yellow pages I was the star student Mm-hmm. of the training program. Okay. So in that one month training program that happened, mm-hmm. I was like the, you know, like the real superstar. Mm. But when I went on to the real world, <laughs> the real, mm. no, it was like impossible to sell and no one would ever buy anything from me. Yeah. Um so it was quite tricky and also this was what you call door to door selling. Yeah. Um of a new concept in like areas like Masjid Bandar, um Baikala, you know, Siuri, uh, Girgaum. You, you would know? knock on people's door. Not on well shops, establishments, anything. Yeah. You walk in there and say. You know. And what was the behavior, attitude of these people? They were showing you away. They were interested. Mostly, actually, in the most part, uh, people are, um, you know, sort of, you know, it's the classic. In fact, one thing, my one big takeaway from that is to never turn down or be dismissive of any salesman or a call agent. Who nice. calls? Because it's just you know I've done that, so I just sort it's of. It's a job. It's, it's a, a job at the end job. of the day, and the person is selling, and they don't mean to disturb you or whatever. Yeah. It's just a thing what to a be lovely, done. What a lovely, what a lovely takeaway. So I just am polite to yeah. service staff. Also, it's the hotel industry, lesson. the hotel yeah. industry in any case teaches you that because when you do hotel management, you also send periods of time doing uh, what do you call what's it called vacation training. Okay. So between eighty four to eighty seven, I have done training at the Taj Mahal in Bombay. Wow. room service wow. um i've done uh, there used to be a hotel called sea rock you remember yes of course so it used to have the chinese restaurant the revolving restaurant yes. called windows yes so i spent a full winter there um, as a what do you call the steward um you know serving i'm feeling bad i never saw you that time <laughs> you are uh, you may I'm well sure, have yes yeah yeah you may well have uh, 
um so yeah so i mean i am i am always sort of you know you know it's such an interesting life it's uh, uh, amazing that uh, you go through the yellow pages you have fantasies of uh, going to into copywriting or advertising then you have been trained as a uh, in hotel management and all these things are there absorbed in your personality which gives you a finesse and a refinement and all these things for example how to sell right which comes uh, handy to you when you become the ceo at star right the service at the client uh, how you polite you are supposed to be and how you are charming with them is again how you get balajis or the other clients in your kitty right so how long did this kind of a vagabond uh, journey continue but i didn't actually ever think of it as a vagabond journey okay. for me each of this period of time was extremely focused so the two years in yellow pages i made significant progress so and were like, you making good money for yourself at that yeah, time yeah not bad at all okay so in fact in that sense it's not like i had any grander plan Okay. So in Yellow Pages, I was doing well. I was not able to sell on the street, but I was still really smart and all of that. So they yeah. promoted me actually. Okay. They said, "Listen, you're not for the streets. You go and deal with the corporates." Oh. So then I started. I moved to something called the National Account Team. Okay. And then we used to. Then my clients, instead of being, you know, Zaveri Bazaar jewelers, suddenly became Levers and UB Group wow. and all that. So it was just. <laughs> then I got an additional territory. Was it a high to go and meet these always. guys no, at the office? And it was always a good thing. So I think yeah. in the sense that you feel happy, you wear a tie. If you move to the national account team, you got a leather briefcase. Yeah. As compared to the sales guys who had yeah. the uh, whatever the blow plast, you know, yeah. VIP yeah. briefcase. So that was like yeah. a progress. You feel happy. You feel good. You're living independently. Mm. Then I also got the territory of Gujarat. Okay. In addition to Bombay, so mm-hmm. I used to go a lot to Ahmedabad and Baroda and Rajkot okay. to do selling again. So I've been to Anand and it's a know, different culture altogether. It's a different culture and it's also different, but big companies and yes, the sense yes. that never small company. Mm. So after doing about two years of Yellow Pages, mm. um, I was still wanting to get into advertising. Mm. Actually, what happened is that I had a, a sort of a childhood sweetheart mm. while I was in hotel management mm. who was in Chennai. Hmm. So after two years, I had to sort of get engaged to her hmm. because there was you know, commitment needed, uh, all that kind of thing. Hmm. So I got engaged, and then I needed to. I moved to Chennai hmm. uh, to get married. Hmm. So I moved to Chennai actually because she was there, my parents were there, and I got an opportunity to join a company in Chennai called Goldwire. Goldwire. Goldwire Advertising. Okay. This was a company that looked after the advertising of MRF tires. It was the breakaway group from Lindas. Okay. Um, the founder was a person called Aubrey Sequeira, a real creative genius. Mm-hmm. He knew my father via someone, mm. so I got this chance. Mm. So I left Yellow Pages. Mm. I came to Chennai. I mm. had to anyway get married. Mm. So I thought, no, let's reorient life and. So big change, huh? Big change. A change of location, a change of status that is getting married, and change of job. Change of job. I was twenty-four at the time. My God, you're uh, really fast and moving, huh? So then I came. Huh. I came to Chennai, and uh, then I got into Goldwire. Okay. So originally, when I got into Goldwire, I was hoping that I'd get a job as a servicing person. So you know, wear a tie and because I'd anyway done that, so I yeah. could do that. But um, when I came here what it sort of appeared was that the, the like i got lucky i guess so that was a, a lucky break that the entire creative team the company was already 2 years old so for some reason the creative team that was doing the copywriting and the film work sort of had a falling out and mm-hmm. they all left 
together. So they all left together, and there was a little bit of a crisis and all of that. I was the new guy. You were the crisis man. No, so all that happened is that Aubrey asked me that, do you know anything about you know television programming, and can you manage this for me? So I said, yeah, okay. So I sort of, in a sense, inherited the film and television department, which was essentially the department was one other guy called Murli, who was a sort of a, you know an admin guy, and who used to you know send the telexes, and we used to do a lot of work with DD at the time. MRF used to you know do a lot of stuff with Doordarshan at the time, and MRF was a big advertiser. Advertiser. So we had a relationship with Doordarshan. Fabulous. And what Murli used to do was essentially send all the ma- faxes to Ayanita telexes and. Fax nahi aaya tha tab tak. Tab tak aaya nahi tha. Nineties mein aaya. Ha, just about ninety one tak. Ha. 92. So I got into that. Mm. I said, okay, cool. What Aubrey had done at that time was also a really unique thing is that he had signed up to film and telecast the Filmfare Awards in four South languages and Hindi. And Same. he had taken the exclusive rights from Times of India. So when I walked into this scenario, we were had just finished filming the South Indian Filmfare Awards mm. and I was, you know, like I got into the post-production of it. So of course I had nothing to do. I was just sitting and, you know, well, watching them do. Supervising it. Yeah. But I picked up from there. Yeah. Then in January, we you came... Know, we say I was just there watching. But that watching and absorbing and uh, imbibing and because you are away from what the others are doing, you're able to give a critical point of view, which is respected. Hmm. I was actually too junior. Yeah. I don't know whether I can say that, hmm. you know, I was either objective or critical. See, I am by nature... Sometimes, you know, a trust factor plays a very important role. Right. You look like a man who's going to not leave the ship. Okay. Right. Who's going to be there right. to make sure that this happens. Right. And so the top guy, when they feel they trust you, then even if you don't have the knowledge, they start banking on you. Possibly. Yeah. I, and also see, the other thing is that when I got into it, right. now when I look back, it mm. turns out that this is what I was made for. Mm. And it was just, you know, I was getting delayed to get to this point. Pretty much, you know. So I took... It was a path that was decided. I was arriving there. Yeah. So I got there and uh, I took to it like a fish takes to water. Mm. Um, I took to... Uh, so what were the stages? So first things first was, you know, getting a sort of a, a very post-production entry. Okay. Um, so really, you know, like we used to do a lot of shows for Doordarshan. Mm. So I got into, you know, sort of re-editing these shows, mm. foreign shows. So I don't know whether you recall, there used to be a show on Doordarshan called Street Hawk. Mm. Um, for the first part of my life, what I was doing was essentially editing episodes of Street Hawk down to half an hour mm-hmm. from one hour. Mm-hmm. And telecasting it on Doordarshan every Sunday. Yes. So we did Street Talk, we did Night Rider, we did Glow Friends, we did My Little Pony. So this was like we used to import the tapes, edit them, and put them on. To Fabulous. Doordarshan. So that was one. One. Um, the Filmfare Awards, the South Filmfare Awards, and then actually the big sort of big moment for me was the 1990 Filmfare Awards in Bombay. Uh, so this was happening after a gap year. 89, it hadn't happened. So 1990 Filmfare Awards was held in Centaur Hotel. Yes. Juice Centaur. I was there. I was there. I had an all access pass. Again, we pass. didn't meet. Huh? I had an Again, all... we didn't meet. I... You know, when that plank broke on the swimming pool. Exactly. <laughs> See, we both are so old and I'm older than you, Hanji. So, uh, Goldwire had given the job hmm. to execute the production okay. to then UTV, okay. uh, which was part of Western Outdoor. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, I met Ronnie and Zarina for the first time at that time, 1990 Filmfare Awards. 
and Zarina was the sort of you know the executive producer. Okay. I was the executive producer from Chennai from Goldwire. Uh huh. And um, so we filmed. I mean, they filmed it. I was just sort of you know watching and looking and doing all of that. Um, my boss from Chennai was a person called Surya Rajkumar, who uh-huh. was the, my boss in Chennai. His best friend was Shekhar Suman, and Shekhar Suman came to meet him. And that was remember that was also the award where Shekhar had a little bit of a traumatic time on stage because he lost his cue cards and his yeah. lines and yeah. all of that. So it was quite a dramatic thing. Yes, and all of that. That was the year where I still recall this so you know so distinctively is that um, the winners that night were as Anil Kapoor chose to call it. This is the night of the AKs, which mm. was Anil Kapoor, Anupam Kher, and Amir Khan. Mm. Amir Khan got the best new debutant mm. and Anil Kapoor got best actor for Tezab mm. um, ahead of Shahin Shah uh-huh. and Anupam Kher I think got the best supporting actor for I'm forgetting which mm. one so it was quite a yes, yes quite I a, remember Shahin quite a, Shah quite a vivid night for me mm. so I did that and extremely well attended well yeah it was because it was coming after after a, many years after a yeah. break year or something mm. So we did that. So and then I went on from there. Then I went back to Chennai. Yeah. Uh, then um, we used to produce a lot of videos and ads for MRF. Okay. So I sort of got drawn into that. Okay. So I spent the next three, four years there then. Mm-hmm. Um, I produced a number of commercials mm. for MRF. Mm. Um, produced, directed. Mm. Um, so I used to be like all in one. Mm. So to direct the commercial, produce the commercial, be the production assistant, be my own accountant. Mm-hmm. And you know, sort of thing. I had a little small team, two people, and I kept doing that. I did yeah. more of these corporate documentaries. And you were always making money. Well, I kept making progress. See, Aubrey Sequeira taught me something. So, a couple of bosses have taught me sort of smart things. So, the Yellow Pages boss at the time was Anil Kapoor, who is the boss of Ulka. Okay. Who went on to Ulka then later? So Anil Kapoor at a big town hall once was addressing all the salespeople. There were some five hundred salespeople, so I was one of them. So, but what I heard and took away was that he so he was like sort of saying that uh, communicate clearly, be polite, and you'll get away with anything. Wow! So I sort of that like sort of got burned into my brain. I have since added on to that and you now added a few more mantras, but those two are really important. You know, it's something for me to learn because I communicate clearly, but I'm not always polite. Yeah, and actually, what I learned <laughs> and what he was saying was that um, you know that oftentimes, often most of the time when there are problems, it's because we are not communicating clearly, mm. and then when we are communicating clearly, we are possibly not polite. Mm. And uh, these are two very small things mm. that lead to a lot of slowdown and resistance mm. in interpersonal relationships mm. and dealing. So that was one takeaway. Mm. And then when I went to Goldwire, Aubrey used to never pay, and you know it was always like a little bit of uh, you know that you know. So his theory, which he taught me and I took away, was that uh, you must not chase money; you must chase success, and that money chases success. Wow. So like armed with these two wow. sort of worldviews. So when you say, you know, was the money good? Yeah. The money was not the deal, actually. Mm. And I was like sort of, you know, going along with all of this. Meanwhile, I, I was already married. I had a son. Huh. Uh, my son was born in 92. And you were how old at that time? Uh, 28, I think. Wow. So I, I did that, yeah. And then how did the big hop to star happen? Well, actually, I left Goldwire. Mm-hmm. Um, I went off to Dubai for six months. Mm. It was a random sort of. You really lived life well, huh? Well, I, you've taken wings and flown always. I'm followed your heart. I'm not. I'm not exactly um, cautious. Mm. 
Yeah. So I I like adventure. So I yeah. don't mind it. But yeah. none of this has ever been planned. So like mm. when I went to Dubai, it was really connected to an ex boss from Yellow Pages who was in Dubai who said, mm. "Why don't you land up here and do this?" I still wanted to now want to set up my own ad film company. The Dubai thing turned out to be a bit of a con. But I anyway spent six months there. Mm-hmm. I hung around there and then I came back. Mm-hmm. When I came back, I set up the my little ad film company in Chennai. Okay, Chennai is a really small market. Uh, four, five, uh, some thirty producers and five films that get made. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a good, it was a good time. Mm-hmm. And through, through the years of uh, Goldwire, I had an opportunity to work with among other people, mm-hmm. A R Rahman. Mm-hmm. He used to call him Dilip at the time. Uh-huh. He used to do jingles for ads. Um, so he's done a lot of jingles for for us in Goldwire. It's called um, touching history all the time. So you know, like, and he was there. In fact, when Roja happened, um, we saw Roja happening primarily yeah. because he was our, you know, sort of our friend. Yeah. Who suddenly hit the big time and then proceeded to become this. Changed you know, his name. Changed religion. Which he was already gearing up for that. Yeah. So I mean, in the sense that while we knew him as Dilip, mm. the whole that was going on. Mm. But no, just the sort of you know the the spectacular change that happened in his life. Yeah. You know from. Yeah. So I came back. I set up advertising shop, and um, I was doing. I, was, I shot a Formula One race okay. at Sri Parambudur for MRF because MRF was old clients. Yeah. So they called me and said, "Okay, why don't you do that?" So we shot it with a, I think, with a Belgian crew, huh? uh, some fourteen camera setup, and big deal. So it was like quite, quite uh, enterprise. Um, I made some commercials for um, Fun School. Mm-hmm. Um, velvet shampoo. So I was like a regular ad filmmaker, okay. trying to set up, you know, producer, bano, ye karo, wo karo. It's a nice small market. That's when a friend of mine from Bandra, one of my sister's friends actually, neighbor, she had joined Star TV okay. in Hong Kong, mm-hmm. and she told me that, um, why don't you, you know, start? This must be ninety. Ninety-three. Three. 93, 94 actually. Mm. So she told me that Star TV is, you know, coming to India. And we had already seen it because Star had happened by then. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there used to be Star Plus, there used to be MTV, there used to be Prime Sports, BBC. So it was there. there. We all had cable and stuff. Yeah. So she said, "Why don't you join?" So I was actually really keen on joining Star Sports. Okay. That time, Prime Sports, because MRF is a very sport-driven company. Mm. No, the tires with muscles. So the whole MRF strategy was very leaning to sport and and sort of that kind of thing. Mm. Um, so I have done a lot of sport editing in that mm. sense. So I thought that my ideal job would be go to Hong Kong and become a sports promo producer. I thought that's a fair thing to do. Yeah. So I applied for that, huh. and then I thought second, if I could get a job as in a in the Star Plus, the general entertainment channel, that would be good. Mm. Interestingly enough, a couple of years before that, Aubrey and me, it was Aubrey's idea. Aubrey actually thought up of a Hindi general entertainment channel like ZTV two years before ZTV happened. Okay. And we made a full proposal and a plan. And we even went to Hong Kong to meet mm-hmm. the then Star TV management. Okay. Um, but obviously, Goldo had no money, so we couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. But we had already, you know, so I had some... A blueprint ready. Sort of, in my head. Yeah. Um... But what I got back from Hong Kong was a job offer from Star Movies. So I got a message back saying that, no, would you like to be researcher, writer for Star Movies? Mm. So I came to Bombay from mm. Chennai to meet the person in question, a person called Tony Watts. So I met him at the Oberoi and he said, you know, this is the job. We want to create interstitial programming, which is essentially going on to, you know, film sets and interviewing stars and shooting behind the scenes. Lovely. And all of that. My first reaction when I heard him was that, oh, Bajaj ki le rahe. 
okay, we can do that. Hmm. But uh, then little more we spoke and I said that, okay, that all is fine. But, you know, honestly, I'm a senior guy in the sense that I was only 29 at the time. Yeah. But I said, I've been doing a lot of this stuff. So researcher, writer is a bit... No, Not what's a good that? enough title. So he said, what, what are you, you, you should be producer then. I said, yeah, I think I should be producer. Mm. So I joined Star Movies as mm. producer. I want to pause here and ask you that every time a new opportunity came, every time they defined the job description, was there ever any fear, um, any uh, self-doubt inside you that should I, should I not take it? Because, you know, uh, you are taking a leap every time. Mm. So that comes from where? This kind of a positive uh, energy. Well, I'm Sagittarian. Mm. So we are you know, blessed by the planet Jupiter huh. and all the optimism in the world. Huh. Beyond that, yeah, I mean... But would you discuss it with somebody, your parents, your friend? Was there at any time operative influence working on you, your conscience you were falling back on? Yeah, actually, I have not really had the benefit of having, you know, a mentor or a guide. Mm. So, I mean, that's that's been sort of something that's always been mm. missing in that sense. Mm. Um, also, I try not to take all my work home mm. in that sense. Mm. So, to the, for the large part, my home is my home and my work is my work. Mm. So, they're sort of separate. Mm. Um, so, no, I mean, it's not, I mean, I'm doing this. Mm. Um, this thing comes up. Mm. So, I do that. I discuss it with the people closest to me at the time. Yeah, it's instinctive. It's an instinctive thing. I obviously discussed this with my wife mm. and we must have spoken about it. I must have told her that, listen, if I get this job, I'll go to Bombay, we'll do you know, some, mm-hmm. some such thing. You stay put here in Chennai, mm-hmm. let me go figure it out. Mm-hmm. So actually, I moved alone first mm-hmm. and then everyone followed me about three, four months later. Mm-hmm. And uh, we used to live in, my sister had a house in Pawai, Hirandani. Yeah. So we moved in there. So mm-hmm. I didn't have to pay rent. Mm-hmm. And um, I moved in, then my... Mother, father, wife, son, mm. all arrived. Mm. And then we were here mm. in Star. Mm. And then I got started. So, mm. so then you were called a pro- producer. Producer Star Movies. Producer, mm. director Star Movies. Mm. We used to produce interstitial programming. Yeah. For Star. You know, if you remember watching Star Movies in those days, yeah. in between the movies, there used to be these uh, 10, 15 minute pieces of content. Yeah. Which are essentially behind the scenes of Hindi movies. Yeah. So I have... Why don't we do that anymore? We should. I mean, I did so many. I would have done in my, between 94, I joined in 94 August. Yeah. Between 94 August to say 96 October Mm. and continuing because by then I had sort of moved on, but Mm. it was still being done. Mm. I would have done behind the scenes or interviews with anything that moved. Mm. You know, like all the, way. I have done so many Vicharuk. Mm. You know, like there was... But you used to go personally and do it. In the beginning, I used to go personally, then I had a team. Team, And I used to take great interest in doing the post yeah. Of it all. So I've done for all the mad movies. Yeah. So we've done things like stuff on Ramjani and yeah. Anjam. Yeah. You know, like really mad stuff. <laughs> huh. You know, we never did DDLJ. Huh. Um, but so we've that's done so the time many. you made a lot of film friends also. Well, I, I became acquainted. I, yeah. I've met like, you know, like Mr. Bachchan. I have interviewed three or four times mm. before KBC happened. Mm. So, you know, as an inter- major sahab, mm. there was another one that we did. Hmm. So, lots of. So, I mean, and it was good fun. I still like doing it. We also did a lot of them in South India. Hmm. Um, you know, so it was like, essentially, we built that out. Hmm. Um, so, we created a lot of content. We did two, three shows. Hmm. There was a show called Bowl Bollywood, hmm. which Kunal Kapoor used to yes. anchor to start with. Yeah. And uh, then there was another one we did in South India. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just, you know, I mean, lots of, I did a lot of, we did a premiere. Did you remember the movie Barsat? Yeah. So, we did the premiere of Barsat. 
in metro metro all right so that was ah that was star movie it was a bundle of nerves yeah. dharam ji was there and rajesh khanna it was a very complicated yeah. situation it was a very know? lavish yeah. and bobby and twinkle getting launched yeah. so it's like very very complicated yes. you know yes so yeah it was good fun and in fact that time i got a chance to spend a lot of time with uh, dimple and sunny Mm-hmm. because they were the ones you know Who in charge of force, yeah. right of it so sunny super sound ke office mein bahut samay bitaya ji ji after that we did the premiere and launch of prithudata Mm-hmm. So I had gone to ABCL at the time and spoken to Mr. It was uh, somewhere out of Mumbai, Jaipur, Raj Mandir. I had gone. Raj Mandir. Mm-hmm. So we shot the whole thing and we produced it and we did and that. And that's why, because of the great uh, building up, the the opening was spectacular yeah, of the film. So we're done. Unheard of. Yeah. And it was a huge, terrible movie. Yeah. But uh, but of course we were. They happy. collected everything. But no, and we were happy because I mean you yeah. know and working at close quarters and all yeah. of that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean we I've done a lot of film related. So from uh, movies, how did you come into the? Well, actually, what happened is that Ratikant Basu joined Star. Yeah. In ninety six yeah. October. And he's from Doordarshan. He's from Doordarshan. So after yeah. he joined Star. Um, obviously, the company pivoted then yeah. because up until then we were that Angrezon ke zamane ke manager. Huh, huh. So then, after he joined, then it sort of you know had a little sort Desi of swing. Huh. Um, he also bought a whole bunch of people from Doordarshan. Yeah. So after a little bit of initial uncertainty, huh. my life sort of settled down. Huh. That I was in Star Movies. Huh. I was produced. I decided I was making. He had suggested, and I proceeded to make a show for him. On Star Movies called the Baskar Ghosh Show. Yes, if you remember that. So then Baskar Ghosh used to be Mr. Basu's boss from the INB Ministry. So he used to interview people. Interview people. I have been and do reviews of yeah, films and, and stuff like that. So and he used to was, give books as gifts. Exactly. Yeah. So we used to produce that in Nanavati. Huh. Nanavati Studios. That's yeah. where you would have come. So we yeah. had a good time making yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And I got a new boss huh. in the form of a lady called Mrs. Bimla Bhalla. Mm-hmm. So Bimla Bhalla was a wonderful person. So mm. She was like my real sort of, mm. you know, she really looked after me. Mm. And then I continued. I continued to do and that. And then stuff. you climbed rungs and then became the CEO there. No, 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 not like that. Actually, it was quite, quite, quite a long way away. Okay. All that. So like, how many years? But quite. A, I, Mr. Basu was there for two and a half years. Okay. Um. I so I first I was doing this. Mm. Then I started buying Hindi movies for mm. Star Plus. Okay. So I took over Hindi film acquisitions, hmm. um, satellite rights. Uh, then I became in charge of network promotions and presentation, which is hmm. that I was making all the promos for Star Plus, all the shows, hmm. and for the others. Hmm. And then finally, in nineteen nine, hmm. the Basu management got fired hmm. or whatever was let go. Hmm. So in that sort of wild transition that happened. Peter up till then was a colleague of mine, and he used to be head of sales. Huh. So then Peter became CEO, huh. and in the departure of Mr. Basu, I became head of programming, Starplus. Yeah. In addition to whatever I was yeah. doing. So that was in Feb '99. Yeah, because in 2000, when I was the editor of Screen, right. uh, we signed a contract with uh, Star Correct. for uh, seven years or five right. years. So how did these uh, serials come about? So actually, what happened is in '99. Up until then, we used to be all through the nineties. Mm. Star had a joint venture with Z, mm-hmm. right? Fifty-fifty. Not most people know that. Mm. So what happened is that it had a block on Star Plus to mm. be half Hindi, half English. Mm-hmm. So you were not allowed to do more than fifty percent Hindi content on mm. Star Plus. Mm. So in a sense, Mr. Basu and his team was always sort of handicapped 
in making Star Plus a successful Hindi channel hmm. because it always had to be half English. Hmm. Plus, he had a love for news, so he had put Star News onto it, hmm. and so it was that kind of a thing. Hmm. Hmm. So, in '99, when I inherited Star Plus, it was still the half Hindi, half English channel. We still had the joint venture with Z, and um, you know, it was all of that. The biggest shows that we had were Tutu Meme, Saas, and Kora Kagas. Hmm. Those were the three big shows. Uh, Randevu with Simi Garewal used to happen at the time. And there were a few other things. Siddharth Basu was doing a quiz, quiz show for us. Um, Veer Sangvi used to do some things. Pranoy anyway had his 9 p.m. news bulletin. So in that year, 99 Feb to say 2000 Feb, we produced a lot of shows, different shows. Many didn't work. Nothing happened. We started star bestsellers at the time. If you remember, yeah. you know, we used to do the one hour movies. So yeah. we've done a lot of good work, actually. Yeah, yeah. But absolutely. finally, towards the end of 99, the joint venture with Z came to an end. Mm-hmm. So we split. Mm. So when we split, the decision was that now we've got to go forward and we've got to now take them on. Mm. So the start, the sort of the, the stopwatch started in January 2000. Mm. So the plan was, so what are we going to do? Mm. So sometime around July 99, mm. my colleague in Hong Kong, Steve Askew, had shown me who wants to be a millionaire. Mm. So I had seen it at the time. Mm. And um, I had said that, yeah, it's a great show, but we can't do it. Not in this half in the eye. I don't know, we can't do it. So it was just in my drawer. Mm. So in 2000, when this split happened and the decision was that, no, what are we going to do? Mm. So I pulled that out and I told Steve I said let's do this Mm. you know let's do who wants to be a millionaire Mm. so he went away to get the rights and then I started putting it together Mm. so then we did that Steve me and Siddharth Basu met in you know um, was it difficult to convince Mr. Bachchan at that time yeah I mean it was so we met him I thought that the ideal host should be Mr. Bachchan I told Siddharth and Steve Mm. that I came to Bombay I met him The person who's been a real sort of connective tissue and conduit in this story is Sunil Doshi, hmm. who used to be the sort of, you know, the go-between. So I met him. I explained to him, this is the show. I said that I'm going to send you a VHS tape. Uh, so please watch it. And you know, let me know. So then I went back to the office. I took the tape. I queued it. And I wrote a little note to him saying, that, Dear Mr. Bachchan, this is the tape of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Uh, the tape is queued to the start point. Please, you know, put it into the machine and press play. And, you know, I look forward to hearing from you or some such thing. So that was it. I sent it. So the next morning when I was in the office, I got a phone call. So I pick up the phone and it is Rosie. Mm. So Rosie says, you know, Mr. Nair, this is Rosie. And, you know, Mr. Bachchan would like to meet you. So I said, like, okay. Mm. So we went back mm-hmm. the next day. Mm. And he said, yeah, okay. So tell me, what what's all this about and what do we do? So we started talking. Mm. Um, then from there on, it took about three months mm. because there used to be a lot of back and forth, mm. a lot of mood swings, a lot of, lot of pushback, a mm. lot of family pushing back, friends pushing back, everyone, you know, into this, mm. like, what kind of dumb idea is this? Mm. But we sort of persisted and we never let go. Mm. Um, and I was like, I mean, that was the only choice. Mm. Um, so finally, by April, we had got to the point that, okay, let's go to London and see it in production. So then we took him to London. And we went to the Elstree Studios there. And he saw one thing. We shot promos there, in fact. Um, so that got done. And then when he came back, he was like all charged up. And then all he told me on the flight was that, okay, if you do this right, the will keep it So I said, go to right. So, in yeah. fact, it is the KVC yeah. that saved him from becoming an ordinary character artist on screen. Because at that time, his film uh, 2000 Mahabate got released. 
where Just he plays after. the patriarch right. and uh, he is playing Ashwarya Rai's father right. and he's playing Charu Khan's uh, oppressor right. and uh, I was in Chandan theatre uh, I'd gone to see it in Chandan theatre and for every dialogue that he speaks in the audience people will say lock kar do <laughs> right. uh, you know all the, the lingo of the KBC right. and it is because of the KBC, his sex appeal was reserved and he never became an ordinary character actor. Right. That is my analysis as a film critic. No, it's true. Yeah. It's true, actually. And how did these Kyunki Saas Bhi Bahuthi types came about? Well, actually, while this was going on, so actually the year 2000 was quite interesting because one, yeah. we had decided to take this yeah. you know, all Hindi route. Yeah. Um, two is that we had had a management change because yeah. Mr. Basu had finally gone and now we were hmm. the ones sort of running it. James Murdoch was arriving into India. Yes. So well into Asia per se. Rupert had come in Feb. Yeah. So all that had happened. Um, around this time so and we had shows so I mean it was all geared up to July now so July 2000 was going to be the big change um, around that time actually I had met Ekta once before hmm. in 99 hmm. when she had come to pitch some shows but those days in our half Hindi half English kind of situation um, it was always a trick and hmm. then she had done up to then her most famous thing was Hampanch hmm. you know she had done something I think on a South Channel Mm. Uh, but we hadn't really heard of it. So I mm. think it was something called Kudumbam or something. Mm. It was a soap, but we hadn't heard of it. Mm. Um, so anyway, we couldn't do anything. And sometime around, I think, April, mm. I get a call. My secretary gets a call mm. saying that Jitendra Kapoor would like to meet you. So mm. I said, of course, I'm, mm. like, I'm a fan. No, we mm. should meet. <laughs> so then he came, but he came with Ekta. Mm. And then he said, that, no, please meet my daughter. So mm. I, then I told Ekta, you don't have to come with your dad. You know, mm. You can come and meet. So, but then we spoke about it yeah. and we discussed like, you know, what are we looking to do? And then I think a couple of weeks later at their home, Jituji first narrated to me what was then going to become Kyunki Sasbika Vibhavuti. Yeah. So he told me the story. I said, wow, it's a great story. Then we met Ekta and then we went along. So we decided we let's do a daily soap, hmm. um, not a weekly. Hmm. And let's put it in the night hmm. and um, let's do it. We were too busy doing KBC and yeah. getting organized and all and they went away. Hmm. So... I still remember this because it's quite distinct. It was a Sunday morning. I was going to the KBC set mm. to sort of, you know, it was like, I think June. Mm. KBC was to come out in July. Mm. So one day I had asked in the office, you know, that what happened to that Balaji show? Huh. Ki, where is that? So mm. then I said, no, 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 something. And then it, so when I was going to the office, I stopped over and there was this girl, Zareen. Yes. I remember Zareen. So Zareen was there. And so I said, what are you doing here? She said, oh, the tapes have come from Balaji. So I said, oh, okay. So I sat down with her and we watched the first four episodes of Kyoki Saspika. And uh, then anyway, I went to KBC, finished all that. So when I came on Monday to the office, this whole team, all of them, which is Deepak, Shailaja, Tarun, all of them were there. And, you know, and Zareen, everyone. And they were all like, so did you see that? So I said, yeah, yeah, I saw that. I said, so what do you think? I said, see, guys, I don't think, I said, what is your plan now? So they said, well, I guess we'll send comments and suggestions and, you know, what needs to be done. So I said, you know what I'm thinking? Let's not do that. I said, you know, we are all now intellectual types. And this is now a different sort of language. It's a different narrative. I don't think we should meddle with this. Wow. So just put it on air. Wow. So actually it went on air without any comment. You know, wow. it was like we had seen it and we said, put it on air. No, don't. But how intelligent is that? Because, you know, it's when the intellect interferes with the heart exactly. that you ruin it. 
and we had come from one year of doing a lot of intelligent things you know yeah. we had done things like dar we had done the star bestsellers we had done a show called rajdhani yeah. you know we were doing and we were really trying pushing the yeah. envelope you know yeah. like we got to we got to you know we got to show it can be done and all of yeah. that you know we got to bring back the days of tamas and bunya you know like all that yeah. so in that context it was that just put it on air you know like don't get into this and what happened so then we put it on air it actually went on air at 10:30 okay. um so it used to be kbc 9 to 10 10 o'clock our shows were continuing which is rajdhani and you know, we had a strip of shows there and 10:30 was kyunki so then kbc of course was smashed and kyunki started picking up so what mm-hmm. happened is that by august september we had a funny thing kbc used to do about 12 or 14 or 18 rating and kyunki used to do like 2 3 4 rating and the in between 10 o'clock band used to do 0.2 0.3 mm-hmm. 0.8 So then Tarun came to me, uh, saying that um, you know, like this is a gap. So we got to fill the gap, and there's another show for Mekta called Kahani Ghar Ghar Ki. So I said, lovely, put it on air. So he said, but then there was a little bit of internal struggle again because now the rest of the team was still not aligned to this. Um, but we sorted that out, and in October we put Kahani on air. So then it became KBC Kahani Kyunki. Yes. Uh, and it became one block, mm. you know, like one road, total road block. Yeah. after which then i mean i guess there was no looking back because then yeah. you know it just went on then we did all the others then there was i think kahi kisi roz kasoti zindagi ke yes yes kya kya tha humne itne kiye and kbc went really on the glory of uh, the this kind of shows and uh, oh well it took off because i yeah. i mean i recall we got to a point around 2003 2004 where star used to be 100 of the top 100 shows yeah and not today when you talk about the grp differences yes. and all of that um in those days we used to be like 800 grps as compared to sony which was about 120 130 yes. and z which was lower yeah you know so this used to be said about mr bachan ke he used to be not just a superstar but he used to be like number 1 to number 10 hmm. because the number 2 was actually number 12 right exactly in terms of business in terms of appeal in terms of everything hmm. so you really saw very 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 good days at that it's, it's star was really time. good is a yeah. great team and it really came together well yeah. uh, we had i J- want to ask you that when you're flying so high at that time when every producer is chasing you when the figures and the numbers are just uh, there is it easy to lose your head to lose your uh, heart is it easy to uh, become arrogant make wrong decisions become over reckless i don't know actually when i think back in star we were we had sort of settled down to one is that i mean i would be surprised if anyone ever accused me of being arrogant or mm. proud or reckless i would mm. be sort of surprised but mm. however i'm sure we would have mm. our, had our moments and all yeah. of that but beyond that i think we were quite quite focused i mean it was not really, working so hard yeah i mean i think it's worked terribly hard yeah, you know and okay. all of us everyone yes, you, know, you yes. take tarun deepak shalaja everyone yes, yes. it was like serious hard work you know yeah. morning to night there was no other life no. we had no up version of partying was partying with ourselves yeah. you know we were never the big industry partying no. you know we used to have the one annual star party that yeah. was it you all were partying at star parivar awards huh, or at star kind. screen awards oh, yeah. uh, internal internal huh. or you know like yeah. so kyun? then then what happened then you went to uh, uh, after then about how actually, many years with star you went to i was all i was in star for 13 years 12 13 years. years so i left actually at the end of in 2007 hmm. so i think at some level the whole thing with star you know like it'd been a long time hmm. and it has sort of the the clock had sort of you know run its course yeah um for everyone not just me you know yeah. james had 
gone off to London. Mm. There was a new person in Hong Kong. There was a wild degree of politics. It was like quite a... And I was also sort of in my head, I was like, oh, I can't deal with this anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, like it was too much. And Star was on a high. So personally, I just wanted to, you know, like, oh, done mm. with this. Mm. So I took off to partner with NDTV to set up Imagine. Mm. Uh, Peter went off to start INX. Mm. Um, others, some came with me. Some had gone off to do other things. I had mm. anyway sent Rajesh Kamat a year before to say, to join Endemol. Mm. So, I mean, you know, those things that happened, Tarun mm. had already gone to Sony. Yeah. Um, so there were different things happening mm. at the time. Um, and I set up, I said that, you know, let's start something else. So we mm. started Imagine. Mm. Um, so it took us about a year to set up mm. and we launched it in 2008. Mm. So Imagine actually from our scheme of things and from all the, again, a lot of hard work, a lot of effort, all of that was, you know, it was a perfect plan mm. and everything, you know, like fully organized, fully this. But, you know, as you say, that, mm. you know, chance also plays a role in all mm. this. So now when you look back, I look at it and I say like, wow. So we like drove, we launched and drove straight into a storm. Mm-hmm. So here's how it played out. Mm. So we launched in January 2008. Mm. In April 2008, IPL came. Mm. The first IPL. Mm. In July 2008, Colors launched. Mm. In September 2008, the global recession happened. Mm. Uh, by the end of that year, and at the end of that year, there was the industry strike mm. for which all the channels went blacked out. Mm. When you know, the sort of way lifted, we were in like January, February 2009. And it was like one, you know, Holocaust. money was tight. It was like complete. Colors had taken off, mm. right? And Stasi Sony to hai. Mm. Uh, INX then shut in mm. March 2009. Yeah. Um, so it was like a dramatic time. So one good thing I got out of that was that calm seas don't make skilled sailors. Mm. So I guess those stormy seas were useful. So it mm. was a it was a mm. highly tumultuous period. Mm. But we did some smart things then. You know, mm. we did Ramayan. Yeah. We did the crazy Rakhi ka Swayamvar, mm. which was the most highest rated non-fiction show to date. Yeah. Actually, after KBC, yeah. that finale did nine point yeah. one. Yeah. So it was a mad show, completely crazy. Yeah. Uh, we did something called Raat Pichle Janam Ka. That's some that uh, doctor puts Yeah, that doctor uh, puts stuff and does past life uh, regression. Quite freaky. Um, so we, we did a lot of... Yeah. No, the Pakistani serials didn't happen then. No, no, no. no. That was later. That happened later. That Shailaja did Shailaja with Z at Zindagi. Yes, yes, right, yes, right, yes. Right. After Imagine. Yes. Yeah. And how did you think of launching uh, Applause? Well, actually, Applause came much later. Hmm. Then we sold Imagine to Turner. Okay. And I had left. And okay. then I was like, you know, I'd been in a long period. Hmm. So I was sort of, you know, entrepreneurial. Okay. I just wanted to not do a day job. Yeah. So I spent a couple of years in, you know, setting up, a, uh, helping my wife set up an e-commerce thing. Hmm. I, we were doing some digital content. Hmm. Um, I was assisting the Aam Aadmi Party. Hmm. You know, just, it was a more eclectic period. Hmm. You know, just doing different things. Hmm. And then in 2014, I joined Balaji. So I spent three years with Balaji yeah. and I helped. What was your role then? Well, primarily I was group CEO, hmm. but the main thing I did in Balaji was launch Alt Balaji. Hmm. That's what I set up and launched. Okay. So I did that. We raised money yeah. and we also did help do the Reliance deal. Yeah. And uh, so I did that and then hmm. I left. So essentially, I think from the longest time, what I wanted to do hmm. is to be a producer, hmm. right? But for whatever reason, um, the way my life and my career has played mm. out is always I start out doing that. Mm. And then the way it turns out is I become an executive and then a senior executive. Yeah. You know, sort of. So like yeah. even in Star, I yeah. was in 99, I was all set that I'm going to go and approach Mr. Bachchan. 
and I'm going to you know pitch him my movie idea and I'm going to make a movie. Okay. What happened instead was that I got promoted to head of programming star and then I proceeded to make KBC. Huh. So I could not do that, you know, huh. that kind of thing. So then finally in 2017, I had met Mr. Birla. We had spoken about, you know, doing things together. Huh. He said, sure, let me know. Huh. So I said, my contract with Balaji finishes. Huh. So when that's done, we should do something. And so we set up applause. Hmm. And applause is essentially a company that's, you know, I'm looking to create content. Hmm. Um, we are doing series. Hmm. Uh, we've done a lot of series already. The ones on Hotstar. Hmm. We helped launch Hotstar Originals hmm. with Criminal Justice, Hostages, City of Dreams, The Office, Pindu hmm. Malhotra. We're doing something for Amazon. We're doing something for Netflix. Um, now we are sort of going to be doing movies. Hmm. I'm interested in all forms of content. So we're doing drama series. We are doing the long-form movies and the short-form fiction, mm-hmm. as in all. And actually any 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 form of content. A podcast is interesting, you know, mm. anything. Mm. So yeah, that's what we are doing. I have a team. We are working hard. Again, it's great fun. But I guess the biggest advantage or uh, best thing is that I get to hang out with creative people mm. in, this, yeah. in, this, in this career. You know? What are the difference uh, you see in yourself from... Like when you started to now, how much have you evolved, grown? What are the changes in your personality? Well, I've become calmer. Mm. I suppose age has a calming influence. Mm. Um, obviously, we have that much more experience yeah. of things. Yeah, it's like in any in any in any discipline. Yeah, uh, you know, practice makes perfect. Yeah, and the more you do it the more you know what to do. That's why they say even in sport yeah. or in anything, excellence comes from 10,000 hours. Yeah. So I think I've done my 10,000 hours, maybe yeah. 20. Yeah. So to that extent, you know, I'm just, I know more. Um, I have a lot of friends. Um, you know, I've met a lot of people. I've yeah. worked with a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I look forward. I think that, you know, the future is really bright. I think there's so much to be done. The world is changing so fast. Yeah. Um, so I think... That's the key, you know. Maybe we are less impetuous now. Maybe we are less sort of petulant now, you know. So do you miss the frenzy and the madness of working on a channel now? Well, not really. I've done Mm. it for such a long time. So it's like a bit of a been there, done that. Um, And also now it's become a different business. So I'm actually in the more exciting part in that sense. As in that we are on the cutting edge of the new digital revolution and OTT and all of that. Yeah. Um, So broadcast is a great, great business. I've been in broadcast for the large part of my life. Right. But in many ways, it's a last century medium. Um, This century is not the broadcast century. They are saying uh, that there is a very... um bad recession coming to the country mm. and the coming year is going to be very bad mm. and save your money don't give parties don't travel lock your jewellery you're going to need it mm. uh, corporates are retrenching staff you feel it's going to be a bad time? It possibly is going to be a bad time and mm. uh, I think all of these are good advice Yeah, um, I think it sort of plays out in two ways Yeah. Uh, one is that when we do all these things and mm. take this good advice mm. we in a sense are contributing to the slowing down of the economy mm. uh, what makes the economy work is for a certain degree of consumer spending and mm. a certain degree of business spending to happen mm. but if everyone tightens their belt and sort of you know saves their money uh, then spending goes down and when mm. spending goes down consumer spending goes down and the economy goes down mm. so it's a sort of in a weird way it's a vicious cycle Right. 
So not that I advocate saying that, no, let's be extravagant or any of that. But um, that's why, I mean, I think everyone is looking towards the leadership yeah. for, you know, energizing and kickstarting the economy, which is essentially mm. the economy is in at its most simple level. Mm. It is a high degree of spending, mm. right? Not earning. Mm. Um, so if you spend the economy moves forward. Mm. Money is supposed to be in circulation. Mm. That's why coins are round, mm. you know, so that they can roll and roll and roll. Wow. If you hoard money, then what happens is that you depress the economy. Yeah. You know? So if I have money and if I spend it, then you get it and then you spend it. Yeah. And then everyone benefits from that. Mm. So I think it'll be, it'll be fine. It'll be a difficult year. There is all of that. But in a sense, again, what we are doing is that we are focused on, you know, telling great stories. Mm. That's what we do. That's what I love to do. That's what I've been doing for this for now with you. Mm. Um, so that's what I'm looking to do. Um, and we're telling all kinds of stories. So in the end, what makes Samir Nair happy? What makes me happy? I'm a simple person. So I I, I don't, it doesn't take much to make me happy. So, so, I think, so like a particular food, uh, just the sight of Savri and the child. Um, all, all of these things, actually. Yes. I mean, I think it is, um, you know, family good food um, friends books shows and movies to watch mm. um, so what's a day in your life what time you wake up I wake up early I'm mm. sort of an earliest type like what person. four five six no 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 four or five <laughs> I sleep a little later in that yeah. I think six to okay. six thirty and then on alternate days I do yoga okay. which is a new thing that I've started about Ghar a couple pe. of years Ghar pe. Hmm. Um, so I have a person who comes and really okay. nice person Okay. so she comes and helps me do that hmm. um, on the other alternate days if I am not lazy I could go for a walk Okay. Um, if I read the paper hmm. because that has to be done I still do read the paper hmm. even I um, read and all the papers yes um, get ready go to work hmm. then I'm at work the whole day what time you reach office? I think by 10 hmm. and you carry your home food? Um, my mother would like that. So there's always a constant struggle. Yeah. Um, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Okay. It's a sort of a thing. I'm in that sense, I am. I tend to be a bit indisciplined. So I'm not like disciplined when it comes to food. Yeah. Or when it comes to sort of exercise. Okay. I used to play a lot of sport. Yeah. Table tennis child. you still do, no? Table tennis, no, I don't do all of that as much. I used okay. to play a lot of squash as well hmm. and tennis. Hmm. But then I hurt my knee and my back. Hmm. So then that sort of stopped. And then do you work in the office forever or you go home at a certain time like a good husband? No, no, I don't think good husband sort of thing works so well. So huh. I'm there, I'm there till about 8, 8.30, okay. 9 type and of And then do you go for movies or you party, you meet From friends? time to time, no, not so much partying actually. Hmm. And uh, movies are you no know, once in a way in some theatres. Hmm. So I think the, the broad routine would become that you get back home, hmm. you have dinner. Hmm. And then watch large amounts of, you know, well, whatever, OTT, Netflix, TV, anything. Yeah. Before all this came along, you know, Tata Sky Recorder yeah. had everything recorded or watch DVDs and movies. Yeah. So I think we are extremely big on entertainment consumption. Mm. Um, as in, you know, which is available, home yes. entertainment consumption. Mm. So I think we do that a lot and I read a lot. Mm. So I mean, in the midst of all this, I'm always reading. Mm. So I have a wild collection of books. Jay. I'm always buying um, new ones and I read a lot. That I still do. And who's Maybe the social media takes up time, you yeah. know, those kind of silly things also happen. Are you active? Active Often. enough. I mean, I'm not, uh, I mean, I, I guess I am active as compared to say yeah. others. Yeah. But I'm not really in the league of the 
of the dudes in the film. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good yeah. one. So in the end, I would say that, you know, appearances are so deceptive that uh, when I used to do the Star Screen Awards with you and we used to interact, chat, even share a cup yes, of coffee. Of but I used to always feel that you're forbidding, you know, one can't trespass. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, I realized that you're just a easy guy yeah. and have a great story yeah. and uh, much younger than me and yet so much to learn from. Because uh, the takeaway for me is after chatting with you that when anybody calls, uh, particularly a sales guy who's irritating, I will always be polite. And there was just another thing you said. Uh, about the about the service staff. Yeah. The hotel and, service uh, staff, of course. Those yeah. are my two favorites. Yeah. And uh, I used to always believe that no, never chase money because money chases you. But I've learned another thing from you, which is that chase success then money chases you. So I wish you all the best and it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. It was just so smooth and easy. Thank you so much and thank you for having me on this. Thank you for tuning in. If you have liked this episode, do comment. Do rate on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Hubhopper, CastBox, Spotify, GeoSavan so that you get notified when we come next. Stay tuned for the next episode with yet another guest. And until then, take great care of yourself.